another reading um, interpretation of that is she has chosen the good part, and that's relevant for, for today's sermon. So I have a three-year-old son, and the other week, my partner Andrew and I took him for his first day at a new school. He had his Paw Patrol book bag, snack, new folder. He was ready. And when we walked inside, we were greeted by the administrative assistant who said that he could take it from there. And being the slightly paranoid parent that I am, I told Andrew to keep an eye on him and make sure that he made it to his classroom. I wanted to stay and watch to make sure he was safe, but even more so to take in the moment. But I felt pressure to attend to the secretary I felt her watching me through the glass window, and I knew it was my responsibility to sign him in. So I obliged. A moment later, Andrew walked into the office and said, Mel, it was so cute. You should have seen it. As soon as Luca walked into the classroom, everyone cheered and clapped. In that moment, Although I was relieved that his transition went so smoothly, a pang of sadness hit me. Because even though my gut said to stay, and I wanted to stay and see him, the sense of awkwardness and duty pressed me to choose otherwise. It was a lost moment. If I had chosen to stay, that memory couldn't have been taken away from me. And I left that building feeling some sadness and regret. But I consoled myself that the next time I would follow my gut, no matter who was watching or what was pressing, I would not miss the good part again. Sometimes my life feels like the days run right into the other between visiting patients, changing diapers, making food, the litany of errands just blur together. And then add on the news, the war in Ukraine, the protests in Iran, the violence here. It's easy to get swept into the worry and trouble of the day. So what exactly is the good part? I could say God is the good part and make a whole sermon on that. And although I believe that to be true, today I want to expand on the notion of good part. I think Jesus has a message about presence in Luke 10. Be present to God, people, and yourself. The relationships in your life or you will miss the good part. The funny thing about this message is it's a double entendre. It could mean that if you are not attentive to your relationships, you will miss the majority, the good part of your life. And it could mean if you are not present to your relationships, you will miss the beauty of your life, the good part. Generally, I don't think most people want to miss the majority or the beauty of their life. 
So why do we struggle so much staying in the now? Why do our minds pull us over and over to the future and the past? Plotinus, an ancient philosopher, thought time couldn't be described by a property or tangible material. For him, time was associated with the life of the soul. And Augustine picked that right up and said, I see that time is a kind of distension, a fragmentation, a distension of what I do not know, but I would be very surprised if it's not a distension of the mind. He thought that the soul was distended over the past, the present, and the future. And I think this distension may be why it's so hard to be present. If we are to break down each moment, smaller and smaller, where you hear the syllables coming out of my mouth, you could not say, aha, that was present, because it's already gone. But the technicalities of time aside, being present is hard. And often, we don't know we're in the good part and the good old days until they're gone. The other day, a friend of mine told me that he took his wife to a fancy spa for couples, the kind that puts hot rocks on your back and serves you champagne, like waterfalls in the background. And he, he said he looked over and he saw a young couple that were completely immersed in their phone. Now, I'm not here trying to guilt anybody because I'm on my phone more than I should be. Um, but can anywhere, anyone here relate to that? Being in a beautiful place with someone you love and still totally distracted. How many of you have missed the moments scrolling away? Or even better, trying to take a picture of it. I think it's why some weddings now, um, the couples make an announcement and they say that pictures aren't allowed. They don't want you to be missing the good part. This leads to a warning. If you are not careful, you will miss the majority and the beauty of your life. We will all die. Death will take place. V.F. Garanta says, to most of us, at some moment or another, the spectacle of death must have given rise to the deepest of thoughts and the profoundest of questions. It leaves me wondering, if you were to die tonight, could you say you were present to your life? Were you really present at that family dinner? Are you there in your meditation, your prayer, your yoga, your walking? Are you even here now? Or have you again slipped into the future and the past? It's easy to fall into either, ruminating about an old argument or regret, or going over what needs to be done and where you're going. But on your deathbed, you will look for neither. 
Augustine suggests that time is something we can only measure within our own memory. We cannot touch or contain time, but we can hold the memories. Maybe this is why Jesus says the good part Mary has chosen will not be taken away from her because it will forever live in her memory. But if we are not present to the important relationships of our lives, and this includes ourselves, there will be no memories to look back on. There will only be blurs and gaps. Death will take place. Some Buddhist traditions encourage Maranusiddhi Bhavana, a meditation on death. And practitioners revert to the thought of death periodically and state at designated times, death will take place. VF says, when practiced with mindfulness, a sense of urgency and understanding, this meditation refines the mind and robs death of its fears and terrors. For me, meditations on death put life in perspective. Death will take place. Am I where I want to be? Death will take place. Am I happy? Death will take place. Am I attending to my major relationships? Be careful not to sweep, iron, file, and errand away the good part of your life. Do not miss the beauty, the claps and cries of your children, the smile of your beloved, the peace you feel when connecting to the spirit of life, and the gratitude of a moment felt alone. If you never stop to look around and feel your spirit in your body in this moment of time, right now, you will miss the magnitude that is your life. I invite you to take a moment for presence now. Amen.